Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Welcome to church. My name is Caleb as well. I just, um, Pastor Caleb, it's funny because he was just up here saying the same thing. Pastor Caleb is our kids' pastor and he's just done a phenomenal job. So why don't we just take a moment just to thank Caleb. Um, seriously. It's over and above, you know, a, a paid job, what he's just accomplished and the team has out the back. So we're so thankful and our kids are going to enjoy it. So that's really cool. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, waking up again this morning. We've been sort of, it's been a bit of a theme, this awaken vibe, if you've noticed. Pastor Ann sort of kicked it off a month or so ago, and we've been down this track of Ephesians 5. I'm going to continue to speak into that, and we're going to read from Ephesians 5, verse 8. In my Bible, this little passage, 8 to 14, is titled, Walk in Light. That's going to be the title message uh, this morning, Wake Up and Walk in Light. Are you ready? Verse 8, Ephesians 5. For you were once darkness. Really? That's pretty strong, isn't it? You were once darkness, for you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light." I need to start this message with a bit of a disclaimer this morning. I'm going to use this word, enlightenment. Don't freak out, all right? You came to the right church. This is still the right faith. It's still nothing's changed. I'm not getting, I'm not changing my faith. I'm not turning into a Buddhist, if you're wondering. But this word enlightenment, I think, needs to be redeemed, and it needs to be redeemed by the church. In different translations, it actually says enlightenment in the Bible and, or enlightened. And, and it's a word that when I first sort of heard, I was like, oh, stay clear of that. Walk, you know, cross the street. Don't go near that. But I'm going to use this term enlightenment. And it's talking about how to walk in light is this enlightenment, the light coming into our lives and shining out. As Paul would say, Christ crucified, that's what I preach. And that's my endeavor with us this morning. Are you ready? Firstly, number one, we all start in the dark. We all start in the dark. Verse 8 of Ephesians 5, for you were once darkness. You were once dark. It sounds harsh, would you agree? We all start in the dark, and that's okay. The first thing we need to understand is that darkness is okay, but it's what we do from there that matters. Genesis 1-2, a very well-known passage, it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. At the natural state, at the beginning, there is darkness. In all of our lives, in our untouched, in our natural flesh state, there is there is silence. Yeah, that's great. Great response. Not exactly what I was going for. No, there is there's darkness. Have you ever noticed 
that when thoughts and mindsets go unchecked, they generally don't get better, but they get more inward focused, more selfish, more what we would call darkness, because you, me, we're all obsessed with self, if you haven't noticed. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I love that in the darkness, God has a plan. He has a plan. You see, we can grow up in church. I did my whole life growing up in church. I slept under the pews at nighttime. I got taken out the back for, you know, physical encouragement if I played up in church in the morning. I grew up in church. This was all I knew, yet I, I, like in the last couple of years, I've had this revelation that even though I grew up in church my whole life, even though Christendom is kind of my people, I still feel like there's darkness on the inside of me. And my job, our job, is to find that in our own lives, to expose it and to grow beyond it. That's why we've titled this season Awaken, because we believe that we you, me, we are the church. Highway, we're it. We're the church. Whether you attend this church, whether you attend another church, we are the church. It's us. The church is not a building, but it's a group of people that have said yes. We need to acknowledge this and acknowledging this in my own life that I have darkness inside of me. It's hard, it's challenging, but it's actually freeing, it's releasing. And it's empowering me to take action. So we all start in the dark. Who, who's felt like they get kept in the dark a lot? No one? I do sometimes. But we have to get to my second point. We must become light. I would call this enlightenment. We need to wake up to a reality that has always been true. In the beginning, darkness covered the face of the deep. But, but what? Can you remember? But, I'll read it to you. But the Spirit of God was hovering. We can live in darkness or it can be enlightened. We can allow this light into a higher level of consciousness of God's closeness of his presence, of his nearness, and of what he wants to do in and through us. For you were once darkness, but now are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Down to verse 14 in Ephesians 5. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This journey of enlightenment, I'll explain it this. Are you ready? This is it. Enlightenment is a journey from John 8, 12, to Matthew 5, 14. John 8, 12 to Matthew 5, 14. Let me explain. John 8, 12. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Then Jesus spoke to them. Wow, this is Jesus speaking. If you have one of those Bibles, it's in red. Maybe we should listen. Are you listening? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of Life. Why? Because I am the light, Jesus says. He is the light. Who is the light? Jesus. This sneaky guy, though. Who thinks Jesus was a little bit crafty? He was a little bit sneaky. He, he sort of had this way of saying things that was like, yeah, amen. And then you walk away going, ouch, was he talking to me? Like, 
have you noticed that Christianity is a lot like that and walking with God in my personal life is a lot like that? I'm like, yeah, come on, preach that amen. And then I'll think about it when I get home and it's like, oh, was that like a backhanded compliment? Like I feel challenged. I feel on the inside that I need to, I need to allow that to sink in and to change me from the inside out. Enlightenment is a journey from John 8, 12, where Jesus says, I'm the light, to Matthew 5, 14. Are you ready? What does he say now? Same guy, Jesus, one worth listening to. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. I love how he uses the language city. This weekend, we're going on a young adults retreat. It's called Evoke, and we're staying at the Q1. We did the same there last year again, and it's pretty unreal, the views. Last year, I can't remember what floor we're on. I've stayed on a few different floors there. But when you get 60 levels up, and you've got this view, that, like the, the beach and the ocean is just glorious from there. But, but I love at nighttime when, when the sun goes down, and you look west, and you can see like lights. You know, you can see a city. Have you been to a lookout recently? You can look over a city, and you see all these lights at night, and it's beautiful. You see, a city on a hill is not a lighthouse. A lighthouse is one really bright light that shines really tall, but Jesus says, no, 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 you're a city on a hill. A city is thousands of people, thousands of individual lights, you and me bringing light to our world. You are a city on a hill. Us, we are the city on a hill, and it cannot be hidden. It's us. Our job is to be enlightened that we would light up our world. Someone say, let's get lit. Don't worry, it's a... Younger generational joke. Uh, Let's move on. This is the journey I'm talking about. And it's simple. It starts with a statement you may have heard at Highway before. It starts with this. Say yes, and the journey begins. The journey of enlightenment is simple. Yes, Lord. This is why I love the salvation prayer, because it gives us a defined moment where we say, God, I open up my life. I've become aware of my shortcomings and I've become aware of your greatness and your light and the blessing and the goodness and your righteousness. God, come in. That is the start of our enlightenment journey, but it's a journey. It's not, yes, the light came in and then I smothered it out with all the darkness that was already there, or I, the light came in and then I kept living the same because, no, 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 Enlightenment is a journey that we would continually say yes. Say yes and the journey begins. We need to continue to say yes so enlightenment can happen. Ephesians 5.14, and Christ will give you light. Colossians 1.27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Have you noticed that we let light in by opening up? Recently, Kim and I lived in a little apartment and it was tiny, but it was beautiful because it was right on the beach. It was so bright in the mornings, that sunrise. Like, you know that sun just, if you watch the sunrise recently as it comes up over the horizon on the water, it just slams in and, and I would know if we left... I can say it because Kim was in the 8.30. I, I'd know if Kim would leave the curtains open before he went to bed because the house would be like, the little unit would be so hot and it'd be so bright. And I'd like get up and I'm like, what time is it? It's like quarter to five. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why am I awake right now? And then I'd walk out and it, I, w- I wouldn't be upset anymore the moment I looked out and saw the beautifulness of the sunrise and the beach and it was like unreal. But we let light in by 
opening up. And this is a picture of our lives. Sometimes we let light in for a moment. Like I said, we pray that prayer. We go to that conference. We respond to an altar call. And sometimes it's an emotional decision, and that's okay. We let light in. We say, yeah, Lord, come into my life. I want more. I want more. I want more. And then we... (laughs) And then we get home and we realize that the light actually exposes things. Have you noticed? Who here looks better in dim light? The light exposes things. We're like, yeah, come in, light. Jesus, I want more. God, I want more of you. Light, come in. And then we realize that when the lights come in, when we become illuminated, when we become enlightened, the light starts to shine out and we get scared because it's vulnerable. Because it's hard and all of a sudden the light comes in and it starts to go out. But it doesn't just flow out perfectly because it comes through us. So our past, our struggles, our sin, our shame is all reflected through this light. And when the light shines out, it's a little bit fragmented. Have you ever put something over a light? I remember as a kid, we used to go to the gem fields because it was half an hour down the road from Emerald. And to look at a sapphire or something, you'd hold it up to the light and you'd see whether the clarity was good, whether it had flaws and cracks through it. This is like our life. When the light comes through, it shines through us. We let light in by opening up, not covering up. Enlightenment has a scary sight. Becoming light brings new challenges. When the light comes in, It does what light does. It illuminates. But the problem is it lights up everything. I feel like Corinthians 2, or 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this really well. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's it's like us. We're all flawed. We're not perfect. And when this light shines out, it illuminates us, our flaws, our fractures. My earthen vessels, it's my flaws, it's my weaknesses, it's my past hurts, it's sometimes my selfish ambition or my selfish desires, sometimes it's unforgiveness, sometimes it's my judgmental attitude or my stinking thinking. It illuminates me. And when I say yes to God, it feels like sometimes things get worse because they become exposed when the light comes in. So where to from here? The light comes in. Yes, we received God. Yes, this is exciting. Come on. That was amazing. Did you see what Amy did in worship? That was such a good moment. And then the Holy Spirit came on me. The light came in. And then what? But when the light shines through our scars, our imperfections, it illuminates those areas in our world. Picture this for a moment. Light comes into your life. It reflects out. Our, light, it, our life is not 100% clarity. You're not perfect. I'm sorry to break that to you this morning. I'm not perfect. Please forgive me. But when the light comes out, it, it comes out through my cracks. It comes out through my dark areas. And do you know what that does? If you've ever covered a light, any, any imperfections, they cast shadows. Can I encourage us? Let's be people that would embrace shadows, that would understand that our past experience, when it's illuminated, it gives us a unique ability to see it. 
so that we can be the answer in our world. Today is Arcade Sunday, but it's also our Gotcha Back relaunch. Gotcha Back is an awesome program that Joe and the team run at Highway, and we pack backpacks for children who are going into foster care um, so that they have basic belongings so that they can feel loved and supported, and, and I love this project. One of the, the champions of our Gotcha Back program is Merrin. Merrin and Royal are a young couple in our church, and they are phenomenal. Last year when we relaunched the program, they were our stars on our video. We talked about how Merrin's given a couple of days a week for the last couple of years in here packing backpacks, and she's so driven, and she's so doing all this. And do you know what a part of it is? Do you know why she has such a heart for these young people going into foster care? Because Royal, her husband, when he was eight years of, old, eight years of age, I said 12 in the um, early service, but I was chatting with Royal and I got it wrong. At eight years of age, he found himself homeless. He found himself homeless and the Department of Child Services found him and put him in foster care and, and this brokenness, this fractured humanity, when it's enlightened, when it's brought into the light, it reflects these shadows and these cracks and these fault lines that drew Marin and Royal to be the answer to other young people that are going through exactly what he has been through. Our flaws are not an issue if we allow light into them and don't hide them. The moment they become an issue is when we cover them more. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let it be exposed, and it's okay. But here's the other side. Man, it's a humbling experience. Because <laughs> we like to look perfect. My fear. My fear is that Religion, Christianity, is heading to a place where it's more about an outward cover-up than an inward enlightenment and transformation. Sometimes we're better at covering up the outside appearances or the outward actions rather than the inward desires of our heart. This morning, I'm speaking to your heart. I'm not like... Christianity cannot be simply, I say less four-letter words than my co-worker, Dan Russell. (laughs) It's not that. It's not just about not cussing or not doing this. No, no, no. It's about when the transformation starts in here, it changes everything. Let's not just take painkillers for the symptoms. Let's get to the root cause and fix the heart issues of life. We need to let more light in, but it's a vulnerable place. It's a scary place because when I let light in, all of a sudden you realize that I'm not perfect. All of a sudden you realize that, that my flaws are there and I'm not perfect. And, and it's like, however, this is a great key in my life. The reason I spent 15 years in youth ministry, which is crazy, I like, now I enjoy my Friday nights. I'm like, what? Friday night, this is like a new thing to me. How good is that? Because I knew what it was like to have no hope as a teenager. I knew what it was like to be going through pain and grief as a teenager. And I said, you know what? I'm going to change this for another generation. I'm going to show them through my cracks, through my flaws, through my fractured humanity. I am going to tell a generation that there is hope no matter what they're going through right now in life. You can do the same. We can do the same. When we let the light in, it illuminates. It's scary, yes. It's vulnerable, yes. But maybe this is just what Jesus was talking about when he said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Can I encourage us? Being enlightened is a humbling journey. 
It's a journey when we don't think less of ourselves, but we think of ourselves less. It's uncomfortable, it's vulnerable. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your perfection, your religious deeds, when you've made yourself good enough, when you wear the right clothes on a Sunday and you cover up that and you do this and you do that. Is that what it says? My strength is made perfect in weakness. It's in his weakness. Would we be people that would say yes to the light that he has for us? We have, and sometimes we continue to numb religion down to a list of external actions we do or we do not do. I've seen so many people make huge changes in their life for God. Have you? Sometimes we find it easier to change God, you know, change jobs for God or to change a relationship for God or to move a city for God. And I'm trapped in this because I like getting things done. Like, God, I'll do that. Yes, I'll go there for you. Yes, I'll sacrifice it all. Yes, I'll do this. But deal with something in here. So, oh, come on, come on, God. You don't want me to sell everything I have and you don't want me to do that. You don't want me to sacrifice this. You want me to change that attitude? You want me to let go of that judgmental thinking, God? Uh, I kind of like my soapbox, God. I like being right. I like knowing it all. No, no, God. What if I told you the will of God was more a disposition of our heart than it was a physical job or a task or a role or a responsibility? In whatever you do, in word or deed, do it unto the Lord. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all unto the Lord. Could we get this right? Could we work on this? If we worked on our heart, if we continually said daily, I'm going to let more light in, I'm going to let more light in, the outward actions would take care of themselves. Do you agree? And it wouldn't be a hard and fast, no, don't do that, or we don't do this, or you don't belong here if you do that. No, no, it would be a transformation from the inside out. And I feel like that's what Jesus desired. And that was the purpose of the gospel, that it would create change in us and then in our world as as like a secondary benefit. Sometimes we always want to change out there and want to do this, yet we don't look enough in the mirror and say, hey, Holy Spirit, hey, I give you authority to speak in my life right now. Hey, light, come in. Change this. Adjust this. Tweak that. I give you authority. We'll move cities, jobs, marriages, but few allow this light to transform their heart and mind. Therefore, To walk in the light is simple. It's simply this, relentlessly opening up our lives to the light of Christ, which will in turn expose our inner darkness, but it will lead to a transformation from the inside out. So my simple question this morning is, will you let light in 
or are you happy? Will you let more light in or have we become too comfortable? Will you let more light in or are you okay knowing what you know and saying what you say? God, I just pray right now, right across this room. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be a people, Lord, that would be enlightened by your spirit, your grace, your love, and your goodness. God, I pray over those areas of our heart and our mind, God, that are still in darkness. God, right now we open them up and we choose vulnerability over security right now. And God, we ask, Lord, that you would illuminate us afresh, God. God, I pray that it wouldn't just be external cover-ups and external renovations, but God, it would be a complete transformation from the inside out. God, we give you our selfish ambition this morning. God, we give you our unforgiveness. God, we give you our pride. God, we give you our need to be right this morning. And God, I pray that we would go on this journey like you spoke of Jesus, from you being the light to us being the light because we have you and that is all that we need. God, I bless everyone here this morning. God, and I ask, Lord, that this would be the start of a fresh journey, one that led to ultimately illuminating our world, not because we're shining a spotlight on certain issues, but your light's illuminating from the depth of our heart, our thought life, and our being. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, before we, before we go, if you're here this morning and you've never said yes for the first time, I want to extend an invitation to you. Like I said at the, in my message, I love the salvation prayer because it's the distinct line where I said, I opened up my heart and I let this light come in. If you're here this morning and you want to say yes to God, yes to starting a relationship that I'm talking about, I would love to see your hand and we can chat after the service. This is no pressure on this. I won't feel more or less if you respond or don't respond this morning. If you're here and you want to say yes afresh or yes for the first time, if you'd raise your hand, I'd love to pray with you in this moment. Fantastic. I hope I've challenged us this morning. Please know I haven't done it from a prideful position or thinking I've got it all together. I've done it from a position of what God's been speaking to me about and what God's been challenging my heart about. I think he's speaking to us all. He's speaking in us and he's asking us to wake up, to wake up and be the light.